Welcome to Big Geekus. We are your hosts. I am Joe. And I'm Randy. This is episode 88 of our show, and the date is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. We are back from Cabin Con. Yeah! Dude, always feel good at Cabin Con. We do. It's good stuff. I it's did. always like the Monday. That Monday is like uh, <laughs> catching up on uh, either eating horribly or sleeping horribly or both. <laughs> yeah. Welcome, everybody, in the chat. Yeah, we got a truckload. A couple of our Cabin Con buddies showed up. Larry Patrick Martinson, what's up, guys? So, Darth and uh, Green Apple and Shadow and Sun are in the house, so. We will be showing some select photos. Mm. So, folks that are just listening after the fact on the the um, on the, the podcast are going to miss out a little bit from the visuals, so. Yeah, sad. You can always come on the website. Always stop by later. Always stop by later. Mm-hmm. Well, um, oh man, I know how your week week most of your week was. Oh, well, Patrick had to work a sixteen hour shift the next day. Oh uh, boy, Tim Scott, our fellow cabin con, Mister Max Boivin. All right, and hello, Green Apple. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so um, know how most of your week was because we were both at Cabin Con for that. Yeah, right. Um, so lots of gaming. So we'll right. be getting into that fairly fairly soon. Um, we we didn't get any emails. We didn't get any uh, voicemail uh, or anything like that. Which um, we're going to have to change the name of our um, segment from that outlands to something else probably. Yeah, we're not getting much, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. We got chat. We're good. We got good folks here with us, hanging out, agreeing and disagreeing back and forth, good stuff. There's going to be a bit of uh agreeing and disagreeing I think from the chat if uh certain contingent shows up. Because we're going to be talking about some things that will probably rankle people, but that's why. Rankle day. Is today's rankle day? Rankle. We're oh, old dudes. Calendar. <laughs> we are old dudes. We rankle others. Oh, well. We still love them. We're, we're going to rankle you anyway. Yeah, it's our job. It's our job. It's crotchety old dudes. Mm-hmm. All right. So on to the internet madness. Um, the... Creative Space lost a few good ones this week, this past yeah. week. Well, it's been about two weeks, I think. I mean, the days Two weeks? Off. Yeah, George Perez, for me, is Titans fame. Comic book writer, artist. Same, and Neil Adams, big Batman dude. Uh, they died the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, it's really um, it's sad, dude. Those are guys I really liked. I remember Perez's Crisis on Infinite Earths voicemails, emails. Why not highlight comments? We do that, too. Yeah, we're gonna do some of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, what we used to do when we were just a podcast, and people the the um, the product we used to distribute is called Anchor, and there's a contingent of RPG creators on Anchor that all they all call each other, and we we initially got into that, but I ruffled some feathers, and now they won't talk to us. So Joe is known as the ruffler and the rankler. That's okay. I, I said I liked Mr. Magoo, and somehow that was, you know, <laughs> that was damning. Anyway, 
not to get into that too much. Yeah. But yes, uh, George Perez, he was um, New Teen Titans. Yeah, he did. Uh, well, he did a lot of Avengers. I think he created Starfire. That's a, a orange chick in the original comics. She's a, he did a great his cover on Crisis on Infinite Earth where Superman's holding a dead Supergirl. Hmm. So iconic. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good uh, I've seen him on uh, Comic Book Men, and I've heard him on Ethan Van Skyver's show, or them talk about him when he died. Seems like he was a, just a good cat. I mean, to his fans and everybody, just rolled down to earth. I don't know much about Neil Adams. I just know I read a lot of his books. These two, I've got a lot of books on. So, um, yeah, it was kind of, you know, I don't know any of them. And I, I think it wasn't, I know that uh, Neil Adams died at 80. I want to think, I think George Perez may have been quite a bit younger, like maybe in his 60, 60s. I'm just going to Google real quick. 67, yeah. So a little on the young side. There you go. You called it up. So, yeah, that's too bad. Really great uh, comic book legend. Both those guys were. I think Neil Adams died two weeks ago somewhere in that neighborhood, and George was, what's that date? May 7th. May 7th. So, yeah, just last week, nine days from today, and Perez was dead at 80 a little bit further back, or Adams was a little further back. Yeah, yeah, big big Batman guy. So yeah, big that one. I don't know if you've seen that. Do you remember that wall poster I've got in my game room, where it's got Batman and his little gallery of uh, villains? That's a Neil Adams um, art. Oh, kind of the light blue and gray Batman suit with the one. Yeah, I, I'm sure I've seen it. Oh yeah, I just can't, I just can't recall it. You would so. know it. It's a, it's an iconic issue. You would know it. So. Um, but yeah, those two guys have done some great work uh, over time. It's a shame, but you know, mm -hmm. we all have a day at a time. So hopefully, their family is comforted and things are going well. But uh, like I said, I have a lot of a lot of appreciation for those two. Huh. <clears throat> yeah, Did I had you to put that one up a minute ago. Larry Elliott says we can debate as long as as at the end you agree with us, old dudes. Yeah, Larry's right on the same. Uh, Line of age is me and Joe. We're all real close together. Yes, very. We're we're nearly ancient. We qualify for many. Yeah. Um, we qualify for many um, senior meals at uh, the restaurants these days. Mm. That's hard to believe. As pretty as well, I am, you wouldn't think that'd be the case, but it is. Yeah. 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 Well, my dog Sparky joined me. Oh, yeah. Sparky, he's the one who opens the door all the time. He, he just wants to know what you're doing, doesn't he? Yeah. What I need to do is have a Sparky cam so that whenever he shows up I can, and he lays down back here, I can do a quick uh, switch to that and show Sparky because he's a cute dog. Yeah. Everybody is. deserves a little Sparky in their lives. They do. Sparky's a good old boy. You'd like him. He's fun. Oh. Yes, what you put put up about Darthic yes. is there, the influence that those guys had on the media is going to be gone. Yes. It, I don't know how, when was the last time they contributed, so it may have been gone for uh, some Perez time. has done a little bit. I think Adams it had been a while, but those guys can work till they're pretty old, man. That's a, yeah. That's a field. As long as your hands aren't going bad, you can draw and write, and you don't have to be a spring chicken to do really good work. I mean, Chuck Nixon. Still does some good work, and uh, right. I don't know. I don't think Graham's too old, but uh, Chuck Dixon's a little on the older side, and he's still does good work. 
yeah. Okay. They will be missed. What about midnight? Looks like that's uh, up. They're going to do the midnight setting again for 5E. Not one of our favorites, of course, but... No, but, I mean, it's 5E. So how can you do midnight and 5E, really? Well, it's not full-on 5E. It's the 5E SRD. And I I meant to look at that a little bit to see what might not be there. But Mm -hmm. that's that's, uh, the thing. And they have a... um, Let's see. They have a uh, blurb here and a trailer for that's two minutes. That, that takes two minutes. Ah, give it the wrong button. But um, it just tells you it's coming. You know, you're mutoed. Ah, forget it. You know. Uh, huh? uh, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, if it only tells it it's coming, it's no big deal. Essentially, yeah, I mean, Dark, it's some it's some nifty art, I guess. Dark has heard of Midnight. Uh, it's a setting wherein it came out in third edition, and there was a three five upgrade, I believe. I have one of the books. It's um the way they describe it is imagine, and it's not Middle Earth, but a world like Middle Earth, where their version of Sauron won. And he essentially cut off access to the good gods. He lives on the planet itself and is a dominant force. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tim Scott just... just. Explains. Do you want me to play it? Nah. Go ahead. Try it. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. What, what I'm going to do is... Let's see. Can you make it where we can see it? Yeah. But I have to make it to where you can hear it, too. So. Okay. And you can't add that in after the fact. There's that. Okay. And. Edge Studio presents. I'm going to talk for the folks out there in the audio land. Story by Greg Benage and Robert Vaughn. Not oh. to be confused with actor Robert. Vaughn. I Robert Vaughn. A 372-page new edition of the classic Midnight Setting. A heroic path system easy to use. Sounds like it's a new rules editions. new race options like you need any unique to midnight new feats and spells oh there's not enough of them already an extensive guide to the richly detailed world of and you have what it takes because you got to have something. Yeah.
All right, the rest of this is just showing the uh, product off, which is no big deal. So, right, and if you saw that, yeah, you're right, Mr. Max. <clears throat> Imagine if the bad guys won is not such an original concept. If they did, they would start putting out propaganda to depict themselves as good guys, and the NPCs would believe it. Yeah, right. but um, in third edition, it was pretty a fun little idea. Oh, hold on, hold on. I want to, I need to reshare that because I want to show something. Mm-hmm. Joe, those listening to the podcast, you're going to see nothing. I'm going to tell you about it, though. Okay. Okay. So there are two paragraphs in this article along with this video, right? Okay. A few lines, really. And at the end, it's an interesting little paragraph. Oh, boy. It has been 100 years since the shadow fell. A century ago, the forces of darkness swept down from the north. Here's the problem. Or one of the two. The crushed the free cities of of humanity. So it didn't take very many words for them to get a typo. They crushed. Yeah. Um, drove the elves back into the depths of the forest and besieged the dwarves in their mountain holds. Now the corrupted lieutenants of a dark god rule these broken kingdoms with an iron fist while hunting down those brave few who still struggle defiantly against the evil that consumes their world. Spelled defiantly. Uh-oh. <laughs> No, so, you know, <laughs> in less than 100 words, two typos. I know I'm being a little nitpicky there. Dude, if there's 15,000 words, that's a boatload of typos, son. Yeah, it's stupid. These guys, these guys should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, what's Patrick saying about it? He's a pretty, he was a pretty big fan of the original. Well, that confirms that just a reskin of Old Midnight updated for a channeler class instead of the various magic classes. The heroic path system is most likely going to be retained. That's something they had before, then I assume, Patrick. So, uh, yeah. Hitler was extremely charismatic in German, as many will attest. <laughs> yeah, he did shout a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, midnight. It was a flavor-filled setting. Yep. But it was very grim and and very kind of um um I don't know. It was very oppressive feeling because you if you cast a spell, there you had to figure out if there was some bad guys nearby and by nearby meaning within a country mile, I think. Yeah. They could stick you out and come hunt you down and string you up. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Yeah. I can forgive typos in indie books, according to Green Apple, but mainstream is kind of what? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you got to wonder this the that bit uh, where it had the typos. Um, I don't know if that was press copy they were given, and they cut and paste or copied and paste, or if they read the back of the book and just typed it themselves and just got it wrong. Either way, you know, lack of editing. I mean, these are supposed to. This is supposed to be journalism, journalism, even if it's amateur journalism. So yeah, maybe I'm uh, being a little 
nitpicky like I was saying earlier, but it's only it's only 80 words. You can't get all the words right. You can't check after yourself. <laughs> Dar says something to that point. Even in high school, that many typos almost ruin your grade. Yeah. In that short of space, yes, sir. <coughs> and Max you might, says you might get a um, you might get a ruler across your knuckles too if you were in private school. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Mr. Blavan says typos are harder to excuse in the world where tools like. And I'm being a little more nitpicky because I mean this isn't five E. No. This is this is a private. This is a third party company uh, called Edge Studios, and I and according to them, uh, currently produces the official Star Wars stuff. So I don't know if you guys know if that's any good. I don't have any of it, and uh, so they obtained obviously obtained the license for this and are making a uh, version of it using the 5e srd so we'll see okay. we'll see if it gets any uptake yeah um i did a last minute addition i want to if you don't we'll move on joe if you don't mind sure sure uh, this is another thing i'll be grumpy about yay <laughs> joe the grumpy i'm going to do the sharage here oh you are okay i got it real quick maybe Chrome tab. So there's a Dark Towers coming. Um, this is their um, new Kickstarter from Goodman Games um, based on the famous adventure by Paul J.K. Um, it's really, I mean, I, I bought the, I had the original, I sold it like an idiot. I bought a Goodman Games remake of the original uh, first, second edition rules of D&D equivalent. It's a really cool setting. Um, I ran this adventure a lot. It's a high-level one. They're giving it their original adventures reincarnated treatment. Um, I'm really pumped about it. You can you can back it for DCC or 5e or both. Both I backed it for DCC. Uh, you'll find out why more during the CavernCon discussion. It really doesn't matter because I can convert it to whatever I'm playing easily enough. Um, I, I love the adventure. I'm excited to get it. It's two hardbound books and a slip case. I guess one of these two are DC. I think Dungeon Crawl Classics is the one to the right that's kind of gray, and 5E is the one that's got the red uh, thing. It's they funded, and I mean they've already look at the look at this look at the stretch goals. Do they? And they've already hit all their stretch goals originally. They broke two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, we can't see the stretch goals stretch goals until you scroll. Right, sure. I mean, I was just making that comment, mm -hmm. but I mean, um, where the, the stretch goals are pretty cool uh, as add-on items and dice. I did get the DCC dice set because I don't have an official one. So yeah, 50K, they got sewn in uh, satin ribbons, whatever. Foil printing on the slipcase, that's cool. At 100K, you get an additional pages for the Sunken Temple of Set. You get a new adventure at 125k, a sub-level of the original dungeon at 150, pre-gened characters at 175, pre-gened, 200,000, you get the patron write-ups like you would for the other gods in DCC from Mitra and Set, at 225, a poster map of the region, and 250 full-color painted end sheets. So uh, I backed for 100 bones to get the hard hardback. Um, um Cal saying it's going to be uh, woke with pronouns, uh, probably because they uh, call Paul, refer to Paul by uh, the wrong sex, but that's okay. Uh, he 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 thinks that's what he is. So, um, 
I'm getting it because I, I love uh, I love the setting and ho- hopefully it's not too bad, Cal. If you're right, though, I may have to slap Joe for letting me do that. <laughs> what, what? How much? What do I have to do? You know, I be right there with you every time you go on the internet. You do, Joe. You, you have set to an alarm for when Kickstarter comes up with come out Andy? of your computer with a big hand and. Well, I can always drop my packet. <laughs> Um, I hope I haven't found Goodman games yet, but I've not read everything that I've got from them. Uh, I haven't found it yet to be, uh, I haven't had any problems with what I've read, but I know they're on the, um, uh, I know they're on the list. So I know it says what it says. I know as Janelle, also known as it used to be Paul had said, she, he corrected the pronouns. Okay. Whatever. Um, Patrick just backed it. Um, yeah, it's all right. I, I like it. I don't. We'll see how stupid it is. I mean, well, most likely the only thing that they will have in there is the new hotness as far as pronouns go. Go, um, you know, because if it's the old stuff just retooled, my thing is is a hundred. You know, there are people who are willing to pay a hundred bucks for game material. Yep. And if if um. I was going to buy that game and that would be my game. Yeah. That's one thing. Right. And that, but that's not the game. That's just a module. Right. Mm-hmm. What well, you said, there are two books, two books. So you'll probably get the original um, first edition version of the book. And then you'll get the DCC or the five E module, kind of like the slipcase for temple. And then you, there's a lot of extra crap coming along with it. It's a massive adventure. Yeah. 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 So it's just, it's just more money that I'm willing to put. I think what I would do, and I looked it up right before the stream, I looked up uh, on eBay what the old school module would cost if you went on just to buy that. Yeah. And granted, it's not nearly as big, but that's more due to layout and art and, and uh, that kind of things, that kind of thing rather than, I think, um, content so you got art you got a different layout but uh they said they're going to add a couple things for the different stretch goals yeah they have already yeah but the stretch the stretch goals accepted i wonder if there's much extra content well well they're talking like i said i mentioned before i go to that is uh mark getzinger glad to see you again mark did goodman games do a kickstarter when they did the revamp d20 modules like this I don't think uh, I don't think they did. I think they just announced them and sold them. Uh, Temple of Elemental had an early order thing, which I got in on. <laughs> Strangely enough, I accidentally ordered two sets. <laughs> yeah, but Goodman has the recognition now that they can say Kickstarter, and they can get what, like they said right there, yeah, two thousand folks. Yeah, well, by their stuff. You were asking me, Joe. So the, the the add-ons are pretty sweet, dude. You get the. I think the coolest thing is the, uh, the additional pages for the Sunken Temple of Set, the Secrets of the Sphinx, a brand new adventure in the broader Dark Tower setting, Mitra's Bunker, a new sub level for the original dungeon, a booklet of pre-gens, which is very useful. I mean, this would this would be a great setting to run a little more powered, higher powered characters at uh, CabinCon. Um, new content for DCC, uh, basically patron write-ups for Mitra and Set, a poster map of the region, 
Uh, that alone to me is like, dude, that's worth it. Rather than how much was the price to buy on eBay? The original? $60. Yeah. It's, so it's a lot thinner. So you, there's some yeah. sticker shock there. And don't forget that original module was made out of like newspaper type stuff. And sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with big companies doing Kickstarters, man. It's okay. Do sure. what you want. Make the money the way you can. But sure. to answer Mark's question, I'm not exactly sure. I didn't get them through Kickstarter because I didn't start buying them until they were most, the first four were already out. Um, I got one as a present from a friend, and then I got started down that road, and now I've got them all and got to collect them all. <laughs> well, I, what I'm saying, though, is I don't, that think that the, um, I don't think that the things that make the modern-day modules expensive, yeah, which are art and uh, – I don't know if the layout really does it, but definitely art. Yeah. Um, and that's a higher quality production there with a hardback book. I don't know that it's worth it. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> Mr. Max, what did you say here? Kickstarter equals FOMO. <laughs> Probably yeah. in my case. Yeah. But things, this is a, you know, they're hitting my nostalgia button really hard on these. And I don't want to go back and buy the old modules for an exorbitant price and then they're you know they're paper and they get you know, these are like you know you've seen me pull out the template we played the temple for a little bit that's a quality product dude i can open that up that's good binding big print which i like also <laughs> easy to read <laughs> so yeah i mean you can get on them and I, I think the woke thing i didn't even think about that that's a that kind of disappoints me but it all depends on what he's gonna i mean when you say pronouns are we talking about they're gonna go he, she, oh, they, them. It's going to be they, them. Yeah. She, every other word, probably. Yeah. Or right. most likely, it's going to be primarily they when they're referring to an unknown person. Oh, God. That's just stupid. Almost always. That's what that. That's what generally they do these days. Mm. And they, I mean, the multiple people, so I can say they. But if you're referring <laughs> to a single person, a single unknown person, it's yeah. accepted grammar to say they. Right. So, uh, oh, well, hopefully it won't be that, but Mal's probably right. He's rarely wrong. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to be grumpy. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not interested. Is it because of the wokeness or more because of the price? Both. You'll, Both. Play, it, you'll play it when I run it, though. You'll be OK with that. Yeah, if I was to if I was to do anything like this, I think I would try to get the PDF. Uh, from yep. somewhere and yep. then just print it off from Lulu or something like that. Yeah. that. You could probably get a higher quality print from Lulu than the original print of the original game or original module. Well, Goodman Games did a reprint of Dark Tower, the original module, and I got it on eBay for cheap. That was going kind of pricey too, and I found a good price. The D20 one? The D it was no, no, it's the original first edition D D compatible um, rules. Oh. But it was a reprint. But it was a reprint, much nicer, when not in that newspaper style. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Mark here, uh, Getzinger. Kickstarter seems to be used as a way to market products. It seems to have bought, brought a lot of RPG projects to life. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, I'm not. I don't really disagree with Kickstarter as a concept. Um, I'm just, you know, sometimes I think that, sometimes I think that, 
the phenomenon of Kickstarter has upped the ante and drove has and have has driven prices up instead of instead of having lots of competitors, lots of different things out there and bringing prices down, which is what should happen. No, you have a lot of companies, but it might just be certain individual companies. Other things might have seen price decreases or at least not increases. I don't know. I don't look through Kickstarter like I used to. Well, you remember that uh, Pathfinder for Savage Worlds that I kickstarted stupidly two years ago for the big one? That finally came in. They had all kinds of shipping issues with COVID. Now, you know, um, Pinnacle's really good about keeping in touch. Right. I got it, and I, I got the box set. I didn't get a couple of my other things. They didn't get shipped properly, but they already told me they're sending them to me. But it's beautiful. But it's, it's exp- I spent too much money on that, way too much money. Um, right. Uh, it's a, I have buyer's remorse with that one. And they don't have cheaper versions. They used to have cheaper versions. It used to be the regular version and the deluxe version. Yeah. And that's fine. But they, a lot of companies are just skipping straight to the deluxe version. No. And and the PDF for this is 50 bucks all by itself. Now, yeah, that's kind of outrageous. But now Pathfinder for Savage Worlds. I think uh, Frank Patrick almost did it. I don't know if he stuck with it. I think he can correct me. When that Kickstarter was out, you could get for $75 the PDF version of the Ultimate Set, which gave you the Rise of the Rune Lord series, the rules and the companion, and the archetypes and everything all on PDF. So you weren't getting one PDF. You were getting probably 15 PDFs for $75. Bucks. You can't beat that with stick. That's Hold on a good. second. Hold yeah. on a second. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so let's see here. Some guys are making some comments. Uh, Mr. Max says, Kickstarter is also a very political company that will un- unplatform projects they find problematic. Yeah, that's if that's the case. Uh, that's some poop. Um, uh, thanks, phone guy. Stopping by to say hello and like the video. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Um uh, Green Apple says Indiegogo hasn't unplatformed anyone as far as I know. I use them for my comic book stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like them. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, Mark, you're right. You might be able to get you a PDF bundle of some of that stuff in a few years. Um, <laughs> Mr. Mags Boivin, you're on fire tonight. Politics I disagree with needs to be kept out of business. If I agree with it, it's fine. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. In my opinion, you say whatever you want politically. I don't care. You say whatever you want religiously. I don't care. Now, there's consequences for statements, but even in your business, do whatever you want. You make a decision and live with it. I don't care. But if I don't like the way you're going and if you're shutting people down because they have different political views or religious views, well, to me, that's dirty and I don't want to support you. Um, I may need to rethink my Kickstarter uh, addiction. So, but yeah, it is a plague. I agree, Cal. Um, but yeah, let me. Uh, I was gonna say, no, I don't have that, so never mind. Um, as we wait for Joe, I do want to get into Cabin Con, but I don't want to uh, miss out with him a chance to do this. Uh, I have. Oh, what have I done? Have this year, this past year, I mentioned I. <sighs> there, there he is. I was going to talk about Cabin Con while you're gone. Really? Yes, I almost started without you. We're talking political stuff in business. Oh, phone guy's chiming in. 
I still think there's a time and place for these things. Sure. I mean, I don't disagree, but I also think if you want to say political stuff with your business, you can just be prepared for consequences, Disney. Right. I think it's fine because then everybody knows where you stand and they can either support you or not. I am a little put off, though, if you deplatform people you disagree with. That just seems kind of un-American, but you have the right to do that, too. It's, again, it shows your hand. Yeah. It makes it clear who exactly you are. Um, and that political religious stuff is a, actually a topic. I'm going to pencil into our cabin con discussion because. Oh, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, what's this? Mr. Max Boivin. Yeah. When there are Kickstarter projects I really want, I pledge a dollar just to access the pledge manager if I can. This way, Kickstarter receives a smaller cut. So um, I also try to see if there's a backer kit thing involved so that after the campaign's over with, you can just go direct or as direct as you can. I'm not sure how I have gotten the backer several. kit is in the same ball Ballywick as the um, as the Kickstarter guys. But I mean, that's the closest you can get, really. I did a couple of the Savage World sets. I want to think riffs and something else. I did that way. Uh, Patrick makes a good point. Downside is that if everyone does that, the funding goal doesn't get met. True. Right, which means it's uh, which means for some they need to, you know, some people need Kickstarter to get um, exposure. So if you do up your Kickstarter page correctly, it'll get you know, part become part of the algorithm <coughs> yeah. and all of that. And you can get recognized when people look up RPG stuff. stuff. Um, however, if you already have enough of an audience, then you can go independent and just uh, crowdfund yourself well, or, or do something that generates uh, um, pre-orders. That's um, Hasbro did that with Hasbro Pulse and their Hero Quest line and a bunch of other stuff. Right. All right. Shall we? Uh, is that enough of the segment one, or you got more stuff? All right. Let me get to the thing. Get to the thing and show the thing. Them. Yes. And I uh, guess, hold on now. Let's pull oh. our jets slightly. Are you going and to say yes. subscribe? Yes. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this channel. Like and comment that will help out the algorithm and get us noticed and uh, higher in the old rankings. Yes, and then we can start a Kickstarter <laughs> for whatever that we're gonna do. Um, it'll just be biggest geekest Kickstarter. Yeah, pay us, pay, pay us. us Kickstarter, pay us because we like money and yeah. you, don't really yeah. need, you don't need fifty dollars. There's a PDF of nothing. Pay us for that. No, no, no. <laughs> what they get is to continue looking at us. <laughs> maybe a maybe a couple of glossies. Mm. There you go. 8 by 11s, yeah, sitting right to your door. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sweet. All right. Enough of that. Yep. On to the main topic, which is uh, Cabin Con 16 recap, which just happened over this past weekend. Yeah. And for those who are, uh, for those of the unwashed who have no idea what Cabin Con is, good God! Uh, oh, he's taking it right to us. 
That hurts. We've been lazy, Darth. He's waiting for Mudsword. It needs to be. I agree. Needs to be. Sure. Yeah. We have day jobs, though, and we're old and tired, so it's going to take a while. Oh, Mr. Max has got it. Full-size cutout of Joe and Randy. That'd take a lot of cardboard. Yeah, it, it, it might affect the market. <laughs> <laughs> it might. We're sorry. Uh, two, two people can't have that much cardboard just for their own cutouts. Yeah. <laughs> Especially not the way this country is going. Yeah, I don't care. It'll be, it'll be assigned pretty soon. Anyway. So this weekend, let me let me give some um, yeah, some minute. history. Cabin Con is a local um, um, getaway we do here um, every year, where Randy and I and a bunch of our pals get together for a weekend and play games. This is um, the I'm team. not wearing a Cabin Con tee. That right. is the newest one right one. there. Yeah, we we've showed it before. I'm just showing it again. We'll have some pictures to show. Um, some select pictures. I don't think we'll show every single one of them, but we'll, but there, cause there's 42 yeah. or something like that. Just show a handful. Show a handful. Um, but yes, it's something we do every year. Uh, this is the 16th year and, um, we haven't missed any, even through, uh, the time of troubles, the, shall we say. <laughs> the COVIDs. No. Yes. The COVIDs did not put a damper on our, I mean, I think attendance went down. I think we only had 14 people that year. Yeah. But it was still fun, and it has been fun, and we had another, another fun year, another fun con this past weekend, yeah. this year. So, ChemCon 16, great time for me. Things went smooth. It's practically running itself. Close, uh, close, closer uh, to your microphone. I'm feeling too far away. Yeah. You're sounding far away. Gotcha. So anyway, um, I enjoyed this one. Uh, COVID Connie, how Patrick remembers. He made the t-shirt. We had um, 22 folks this time. We have, what, just one new person? Or was was it new? Just Philip's other nephew? I think that was it was new, right? Yes, yes, yes. And two of the returning new guys from last year came again. And we had a lot of... Uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of games. We we loosely set up three slots for the day. On Thursday and Friday, which are the first two days, I played every slot. So I got uh, a lot of gaming in. Day one, I played uh, Aliens by uh, Martinson. Very fun. And then slot was slot one. And then I played 13th Age by our very own Larry Elliott. That was his first time DMing ever. He did a great job. Well done, Larry. And then I played a couple of board games. Uh, I played what's called Wasteland Express that night. And that's where kind of a Mad Max thing. So did you do all those two, Joe? Were you in everyone? Yeah, I think we stalked each other all weekend. I think we did. We were we were uh um There might have been a, an exception or two, but that's about most it. Of all, we were pretty much you know gaming at the same table. Pulling the biggest geekers everywhere we went. Yeah. So that was super fun. Not running was great, but by the end, I was feeling the itch. I was like, man, I need to be running. But I held I held out, and I just played my butt off. <laughs> Is that a play on the slots? <laughs> okay. Well done, Patrick. He meant, he meant slots. Really, he did. But can both things be true at the same time? <laughs> so anyway, um, 
gosh, what was day two? It's kind of a blur. It was so much fun. I know I played an X crawl. Feels like that was early. Um, oh yeah, look at Darth. It's true. Welcome to the DMs Club, Elliot. You can never leave. That's true. Uh, yeah, Joe was my handler for the weekend, as Tim Scott said, making sure Randy didn't run any games. It's hard to resist. Boy, Tim Scott there ran a sweet DCC X-Crawl. Uh, he also ran a funnel, which was fun. I lost all but one of my characters. You did much better than I did, didn't you, Joe? You had three alive at the end, you and Patrick? I had three. Yeah. It, it, it pays to hesitate slightly at the beginning of any encounter when you're doing the funnel. Right. Yes. Other people stepped up and got their head cut off, which was good for me. Yeah. <laughs> we had in the past, we've had issues with fairly having a bed for everyone. This year was not a problem. We had the whole campground. Um, I got experience with lots of games. Oh, yeah, I did uh, Fireball Island board game. That was cool. Thanks to our buddy Ben for that. Played Shiver until I got sick. I did get sick. I mean, I won't go into the details, but it was quite gross. And I was up all night, uh, that Friday night, and I was going to play in Patrick Shiver game, which I did did enjoy, but I just had to bow out mid-game. And you guys finished that up, though, right, Joe? Yes. Cool. We, we finished Shiver. Played Fallout, 13th Age. Who ran through Larry Land, 13th Age? And uh, our trivia contest was the bomb, dude. I ran a game. Yeah, Joe. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah. Almost didn't get off the ground because somebody had to sleep because they were up all night. And then somebody else decided they wanted to sleep too. We're owed. We're owed. I'm I'm finding I feel my oldness creeping into CabinCon. Dude, sixteen years ago is a long time. I was a different young I was a younger buck then. Yeah. So and um sleeping is a necessity. And that was that it was the next day after I'd had that you know, up all night since 2.30 to 8 and up every hour on the hour. And it's about 10, 10, 12 o'clock. I'm like, I got to late. I think I ended up laying down twice that day. So it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you took a nap twice that day. Yes, you did. Yeah, it was an hour and a half nap twice, but it, it did me wonders. And I finally turned it around. And uh, Fallout was a new game. Our buddy Larry, not Elliot, another Larry DM'd for us. Um, and the trivia contest, dude, our friend Darren. Oh, you have pictures of the trivia board? I don't know if that's in, in the I hope you do whenever you put up. He made a Trivial Pursuit game. Yes. Good. Mixed it with um, Talisman. We broke into groups and did trivia, and it was cool. And, of course, the best thing was my team won because, well, I'm the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's trivia is no joke. It's hard stuff. A lot of luck. So, but it was fun. Had magic items, and Patrick's wife made uh, those little replicas of the magic items. We had actually physical objects. We had a sword, some had a helmet, and a wand, and a staff, and it helped you in the game. It was very creative. Darren did uh, an amazing job with that. Joe's third edition game was really cool too. Well, yeah, I just talk, um, about your, talk about your premise that because you really cut that game down. Right. Well, I wanted to run, run Rapanathuk, yeah. but um, since it is. Cabin Con, you know, most people give you first level characters. Most Cabin Con, um, most Cabin Con adventures 
our first level. I didn't want to do that. And I thought, uh, I didn't want to go through the trouble of selecting equipment and all that other stuff or even feats really. But I, I had the shell of a third edition, uh, idea in mind. So I kind of, and skills, yeah, um, uh, assigning skill ranks in third edition is really a pain in the butt. So <laughs> I, I, um, kind of, com- uh, took a cue from 13th age with skills and made broad categories that were related to the classes that the characters had and gave them a little extra beyond that. Um, so I think the most anybody had was six or seven skills. That was the rogue the thief. Um, magic items? No. Nope. No one had any magic items. That was the best. I love that. And oh, and they didn't really even have much equipment. They had leather armor and short swords. And well, my no, my cleric had a club. Yeah, nothing better than yeah, <laughs> nothing better than a short sword in the group. Short bow. I think someone had a short bow. Maybe, maybe not. I can't remember. Um, anyway, no equipment, no money, no magic items, no memories. They just wake up in a tavern and then they are sent off to Rapanathuk. Um, so, yes, it was fairly railroady. But however, it was cool, man. However, I just laid out the beginning and 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 gave them some direction, but not anything that they had to take. And they just went on with it. That did cross my mind, Patrick. Said Joe getting back at Randy for years of magic itemless abuse. But I'll be yeah. honest with you, brother, it bothered me the least of all the people at the table. And you know Yeah, there was a lot of no magic item. No, there, was no, 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 no. there was some whining going on. Yeah. You know, folks are really used to that. Oh my God. And um when they you know with a ninth level and someone said, someone at the table said, "Well, the characters still pretty powerful, aren't they?" I said, "Yeah, you're ninth level. You got a lot of you got a lot of chutzpah there as a ninth level character. However, there are challenges." Yep, dude. And, Ranger's wolf, which you had me make in a thirteenth age style, his companion was boss. My cleric had some good spells. The wizard had good spells. We were not a weak group. Now we weren't yeah. full on ninth level third edition characters, but we could. Uh, we can hold our own. No or- group of 10 orcs, 20 orcs didn't want none of us. Right. So, but there were some, uh, I got some uh, interesting feedback that I used yep. and came up with some, some interesting new rules for next time. Should I be able to do that or, or for Mudsword? Yeah. I, I think we're, I don't know where Joe, you know, Darth had mentioned Mudsword. Mudsword is definitely on our minds. It's forefront on mine right now. Joe's done a little more writing, but we're kind of revisiting where we want it to be. And if we're going to do a D&D type variant, we're probably going to start leaning more toward third edition because I think that game kind of rekindled my love for it, but only from a very streamlined viewpoint. I'm not interested in the fiddly bits. And everybody was human. Everybody was human, yeah. There was not a demi-human in sight. Oh, and I liked how our first encounter, I believe, was about six or eight gargoyles. And we found out how tough they were. Now, I knew, and it was probably, well, we're ninth level. It may not be too cheesy. But I cast Magic Weapon. Had I been smart, I would have handed my Magic Club to the Paladin. 
I had uh, fought for several rounds. The Paladin forgot he could power attack, and Joe had a pretty simple variant for power attack. And, yeah, we absolutely needed that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Patrick, good call, and Joe does not does not apologize for that. <laughs> not at all. Not, um, not so if we did a third edition variant, it would include – so it would be – very loosely third edition because you would have racial restrictions and yep. stat uh, maximums and minimums and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, think the, I think the biggest thing we would bring from third edition would be um, the stat range. Yeah. You know, um, the, the stat modifier um, schedule that is in third edition is really different from the others. Yeah. I, I'm not so sure i'd want to keep every well i'd be inclined i like the 3d6 down the line um maybe a little bit nicer um oh tim makes a good point uh his sneak attack was the only way he could hurt them you know those those that gargoyle fight was long it wasn't boring it was cool uh but we had a heck of a time with them and i forgot that when they hit you twice they could paralyze or hold you and i found that out pretty quick so that was pretty cool and um of it I, I wasn't sure if they could really lift you up because their strength, the gargoyle's strength is not very high. Right. But it says in that module that they can lift up somebody 150 pounds. Yeah. So, and character? I wrote down, I think I wrote down weight for just about everybody. I was 175. So, yeah. yeah. And that's without equipment. So, yeah. but I mean, I thought that was good. Um, I thought uh, Rapanathoke was fun. I wanted to explore a lot more. Um, some, oh, <laughs> Patrick, yeah, we'll get to that. Nobody beats the shitter critter. Uh, now, Joe was running Rapanathoke from the third edition book, the third edition, the very first Rapanathoke little paper module. Right. Well, it came out right before the third edition books were printed. Yes. And they got some things incorrect. Or they didn't get it incorrect, and they just wanted that monster to be terrifyingly powerful. Right, because in the text of the monster, it says this is, is, there's just no way you can kill it. No. And it has a spell resistance of 50, which no wizard is going to beat that. No. Uh, I mean, maybe a 20th old wizard with all of the bells and whistles that you got from from the edition. 3-5, a greater spell penetration. That's only plus 4. I don't think you can beat that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, and I don't think a twenty is an automatic success, is it? Uh, no, and what? Not, not on the skill check. Wasn't? Um, well, um, spell resistance isn't a skill check, is it? Uh, it's a level check. Oh, okay, fair enough. I don't know, but they 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 may not have that automatic I'm not sure. automatic here's a, success. Here's a question for you. Didn't have great dr too. Oh yeah, it had. <laughs> Is it 25? Oh, my. We could not hurt that thing. Something like that. But, it, but you know what? There's not, there's nothing wrong with that. And that kind of – I'll get to my beef in a little bit. It's, beef's not the right word. It's more of what I'm – I have uh, learned something, I think, about me and Joe. And uh, I mentioned it earlier, and I think I want to expand upon that tonight. But, yeah, so but I thought that game was great. People got frustrated. And I thought in the, the extended session, when we ran into that We're Rat Warren – and you had them, and the module had them throw the the packet of dust of sneezing and choking, which is super deadly. 
and Patrick's guy got killed because it's like failure save 2d6 con damage a minute later a d6 con damage and it took him down um, and one of our friends Dave got upset because he said well that's actually a cursed item and to Joe's credit he listened to him it was it's it was a little cheesy the way the module had it set up because yeah. you so I changed it to stinking cloud and went yeah. from there you can't use a cursed item that way that's a rule that's unwritten, but it's obvious because if you can't identify a cursed item as cursed, if you can tell that it's cursed, I don't think you can tell what kind of curse it is. Right. You're not supposed to be able to know the curse until you use it, and then it curses you. So being able to actively use cursed items would be something unique to a particular individual. Mm-hmm. A cursed mage. <laughs> but, I, I mean, but honestly, as upset as a lot of them got, granted, my character lived. Who cares? It's not just because of the one shot. I'm like, you know, bad crap happens sometimes. Maybe they got lucky. You never know. It's just um, I, I understood what they were, they were coming from. And yeah. I know that they do have typos and some uh, some wrong things in there. They call mm-hmm. uh, it's armor. They called the wrong name, the second edition name instead of the third edition name. Oh, the full plate instead of I, plate now? I think so. But I, we, we hadn't gotten to that. Plus, they had a, they have a, a... In 20, you'd probably have much higher intelligence than 20, though, Darth. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think your intelligence modifies your spell penetration check, unless I'm wrong. But you're right. I mean, level check, the best you're going to get, I would think is... If you had yeah, a, it's a level check. You roll d20, add your level. Yeah, and you get plus four for greater spell penetration okay. using 3.5. So yeah. if you do 24 on the d20, best you can do is a 44. 45. Um, well, 44. 44. But, well, no, 45 because you have one. What? One what? Oh, no, no, 20 plus 20 plus 4. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 20 plus 24. But, I mean, what you're doing might be for something else. But I can be, I can be misremembering, so I don't have the book in front of me right Still. now. Still. Still, 50 is too high. I think we agree with that. It could be and I think their DR for some of the creatures is a little higher than yeah. normal. So I haven't cracked the books on uh, on the third edition monsters. Yeah. But uh, I was hope I wasn't I didn't know there were that many potential inaccuracies. You still beat the gargoyles though. We did. And you, and you ran from you ran from the um, the mimic with the extremely high sta- um um, resistances, we which you should slow. have. And yeah, move slow. you should have. So your tactic could have been to wait, you know, and I gave you a, a second chance is you, the first time you ran, you could have gone somewhere uh, and hid and waiting for it to go by and then go back out and ex- inspect the latrine where it was right. at yeah. and see if there's anything there, but you didn't do that. And no. then I had you catch a glimpse of it going away, which yeah. scared the crap out of Dude. Pardon the pun. Scared the <laughs> crap out of a lot of you. Oh, because we're not saying what it is. It's a mimic in the shape of a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the dungeon. Over was it big enough hole. to literally sit over all three holes? No, just one of them. Oh, just one of them. That's a massive mimic, dude. That must be an ancient mimic from the Dark Plains. He was right. crazy powerful. And through a mishap, magical mishap, it got stuck, fairly stuck in that form. Yeah. So... But yeah, it was anyway. I gave you a second glimpse of it. You could have, you know, hustled over to where it's lair essentially, 
and then uh, inspected it then without any danger, but just decided not to, which is fine. I mean, it was fun. It was a great little dungeon crawl. Um, I, I enjoy. I think most people enjoyed it. We quit after the um, after the we're at Warren's, um, but I would love to revisit that. And I, I think our Panathon is cool. And even with its warts and all, it's a fun, fun module. Yeah. Um, it's called, it is a death trap dungeon. It's not just, it's not built for, it's not built to appropriate levels. No. It's no. a death trap. Yeah. You're, but you also could get lucky and get some sweet, sweet stuff. So now what were some other highlights for me? Another highlight for me for the Planet and Joe's game was actually a highlight. I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt. It Thank was you. cool because I wanted to see what it, Joe was going to do with 3-5, and I'm watching him in the cabin working on the characters. Another highlight was uh, finally getting to play with Patrick. He ran Shiver. That was cool. That was fun. I had fun. I like. I wish I could have finished that. I just felt like dog crap. I had a great character, too. And then um, Larry. It's, it's fun watching a new GM kind of – figure himself out and he got better and better as he went more actually more confident i wouldn't say better we had a good time it was a good adventure challenging enough especially at the end with that crazy golem so so what he's saying larry is you're confident you confident but you suck (laughs) yeah larry you're not you're not me i mean nobody's really me but well done gentlemen you tried hard (laughs) (laughs) no it was it was great fun Mm mm-hmm hmm and the board games, I actually had a heck of a time. Fireball Island is fun. It's fun. It's, it looks like a kitty game, and it kind of is, but it kind of just hits all the right, uh, pulls all the right levers and you know buttons and hits into it. It's just enough complication and, and chaos, which I love chaos. Um, I won uh, Waste. I had a crazy victorious weekend. I won Wasteland Express, which is fun as well. It's fun too. The Mad Max game, a little more. A little more heady game. And then I won the trivia, not by myself. I had great teammates led by. Uh, hmm? Well, I won. What, we didn't win? I'm talking about Wasteland Express. I thought. I won. Um, no, I won. Remember at the very end, I won. Okay. I thought, for some yeah. reason, I thought, what's the moves at one? Um, we still Greg. Greg was going to win, and then I did it. I won before him. Speedy Gonzalez. I had the fast dude. Oh, you're right. That's true. Uh, yeah. I remember that wrong. <laughs> Larry says, this won't mean much to anybody else, but thanks. FYI, you pissed off Ahab. Good luck next year. Oh, crap. Ahab is not a dude you want to mess with. Not a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, those were the highlights. Again, I, I would have loved to have played, got that shiver game done. Um, and the DCC, uh, Tim Scott got the DCC rolling. Um, oh, that's right. That's Our right. team had the highest sex crawl score, yes. Yeah, we got a perfect score. We smoked that puppy. That and fun. my character, X crawl should have some sort of sponsorship out of that. He had the crowd twice. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't play my guy right. I had a way to get points, mojo points for every successful spell. But, you know, Tim, fairly enough, rolled for random spells. But very few of my spells affected my players. If I had spells that would have affected you, I would have gained mojo when they're successful. So, <laughs> I had no, and he just rolled random. So I had some good spells that saved our bacon a few times. I think this is it's a problem with um, randomness. <clears throat> Too much randomness can be an issue, especially if you're making higher characters but 
first level characters, you can have all kinds of random stuff to decide what you do because you don't have much. And then after you've um, gained experience and acquired stuff and your class abilities and whatnot and made yeah. lots of choices, your initial randomization matters a little less and less. But that saved him time. I mean, you sure don't, did. Sure you don't did. want to stress over which spells. And um, I thought the X crawl was we were third level, so very tough characters. And, and don't forget, DCC only goes one to ten, so we were a third of the way there. Pretty tough. And then in the funnel, we we're zero level. I enjoy a good funnel, dude. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember that? This one I thought was boss. I that was awesome. A tentacle. That was cool. That, I think that helped a lot. We, we would have got had a hard time with that. Oh, sure, sure. If we had had to fight the uh, crustacean and its tentacles instead of yeah. just the crustacean. Yeah. And those spell tables for each spell, they get wacky, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the funnel was fun. Um, it was the last, the very last game. We stayed the way to everybody and ran the last game until we left. We left. We closed the shop down. Uh, yeah, I lost three of my four characters. Joe only lost one. Patrick only lost one. I think Larry lost three of four. Josh lost three of four. Who else played with us? Am I forgetting somebody? Did Eli play with us? No. Hmm. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Larry, you, Josh, Patrick, me. I guess that was it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Five people. No. <sighs> 20 characters, five people. Any other any other highlights you'd mention? Those are my highlights for you. <clears throat> well, I, it was just overall fun. It's yeah. hard to pick out a particular game. I liked DMing, even though we had the snafu and, yeah, was, and you uh, abandoned yeah. me mid-game. <laughs> um, game, I know. And later on, we had a lot of people, you know, no magic items. But, um, <laughs> That's leading to my second part, but yeah. Um, it still was fun. It was fun. It, it was, uh, I learned some stuff about, uh, I, it, I don't DM a whole lot. No. So uh, my DMing skills are, are not great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. So Larry... He named oh. all his he named all his characters in the funnel after his his the players Randy Joe Josh and Patrick right I believe yeah yeah and Randy and Joe went into a room and we died together oh oh it's almost romantic <laughs> except the almost part oh, it's totally romantic I know <laughs> but anyway so yeah um yeah I think so I think. Uh, DMing, especially DMing uh, something with some of my own uh, fingers in the creative spot of, you know, character abilities, too. I switched around character abilities. Yeah, that was good. <clears throat> I think I maybe with more time, I could have done a little bit better job. The two-weapon fighting. Uh, Dave uh, said it right. It's not. Uh, third edition does not do two-open fighting. None of the editions have really ever done two-open no. fighting to no. a, a satisfactory level. Right. So if I do it again and I have a two-open fighter, they're going to be like I sent you, the the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, the two-open, the secondary weapon is going to add to your capabilities of your first weapon instead of having a separate attack, at yeah. least initially. 
Yeah. So Shadow's in the house. Glad he made it. Um, hey, you have, you were the first one commenting. Thought you were shadowing us. <laughs> now, the one thing I want to talk about a little bit, and we'll get to let's talk about the bad stuff, and then I, I want to talk about something I've learned about me and you last. Okay. So, um, not enough time to visit. We've toyed with the idea of an extra day uh, tacked on at the beginning. I think we're going to try for that if we get enough people next year. Um, I, just me playing all the time. Some, I think if I get to – I'm at the point to where it's not that I don't want a game, but I think I figured out this year I don't want a game three slots in a row. I want to stop and have you know, smell the roses, hang out with the dudes. There's some guys I rarely get to see except during Cabin Con. You know, we can – you can set up each day a day to do board games and you can visit and eat yep. while you do a board game. Cause it's usually way less um, on the brain power. Yeah. It's way less complex. You just throw a board game together and hang out and play and you don't worry about how far you get. Yeah. Well, uh, some people still will. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, won't. I don't care. Yeah, I can, if the board game doesn't get done, I don't get two poops. It's, it's low on my totem pole of what I like. Um, hot weather, hot. We're in Michigan, so 88 degrees was was kind of hot that first day. Yeah. It was a little warm. Uh, I like it better when it's in the 60s and 50s like it is usually in the cabin con. Yeah, because then you have the fans going, the windows open, and it's a nice, and it's like living on an iceberg in the room. Yeah, I love it in there, baby. Um, um, I did want to try a few other games. I never got to John's or Dave's game, but you know what are you going to do? Can't get them all. And um, this leads to, I mean, I don't know whether some bad things you didn't like. There wasn't much I didn't like about it. That's really my only complaint at all. Um. I don't know. I, I don't. I never like meetings. So when we have yeah. a meeting, I'm always like, <laughs> "You bored?" Yeah, because we rehash some of the same stuff. That's fair enough. We all, um, almost always do. Well, I think this year we're going to commit to an extra day if people want to do it. You know, those right. that can and who want to. Um, we, and we've we've already had a complaint about that. What's? Oh yeah, whatever. Get over it. We've already. It's been decided. It's, it's a. It's a. If you want to come Thursday, fine. If you want to come Wednesday, fine. And then Thursday is the start of the cabin proper, yeah. you, uh, the cabin con proper. You, that's you pretty much your, how we're going to have and it. And when you get your money in, that's when you reserved a bed, not before. Right. So um, uh, I think also, I think some of the wineage bothered me a little bit. Um, some complaints about, oh, at the meeting, too many talk. Yeah, this is a problem. At the meeting, too many talking over others. We probably... With the number of guys we have, Joe's not going to like this, but I'm going to do it anyway. We're going to, I think we're going to, I'm going to take a gavel or a wand or something and say, let homie talk, let him talk. It gets out of hand. People are like, blah, 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 blah. And some folks can't get a word in edgewise. We got a couple folks who are not likely to try to speak over others. And, you know, um, I do think there was some winage. I, we can't get around that stupid winage at the trivia game. That bugs me, dude. Darren puts too much – they put too much work into it. Quit your moaning. What What were the main complaints? It was too long? Lasted no, too much? Yeah, that, not just that, but, like, during play. Oh, uh, hard questions? Or, yeah, uh, too hard, or it's this, or it's that. That's not fair. They got an extra – look, this year we had Darren, and Philip was the arbitrator of the rules. Next year we need to spell it out because everybody's a grown-up, but dang it, let's make it happen. Quit crying. Make right. it, and if Phil makes a rule, that's it. Move on. 
because it's not that big of a deal. It's just fun. You know, I've only won the trivia contest and been on the team that won once or twice in 16 years. I'm not crying and moaning about it. Oh, so, this year I got more questions answered yeah, than I have in a long time. Yeah. And, and we, and, you know, Larry's or not Larry. Um, Patrick has an idea. He told me for a different style of game. So if we're tired of trivia, we could try something else. Um, <laughs> you work with Darren. I think the important thing is I know we're kind of competitive, but you know, God, just quit complaining about stuff and let it happen. I mean, just chill. Darren can only do so much. He doesn't know about everything. And if you're a specialist in one area and he asks a question about Doctor Who, well, technically, it was Doctor Four and season blah, blah, blah that said this to the Daleks and blah, whatever. It wasn't really Sarah or his companion. And I'm like, whatever. It's the answer Darren has. It's right. You're wrong. I know you're right. You're wrong in the game. Move on. <laughs> Who cares? Just you know, let I, it happen. Let it happen. <laughs> Just relax and enjoy it. Right? <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that how it's supposed to happen? Good <laughs> old Bobby Knight. We're from Indiana, baby. If it's going to happen, just relax. <laughs> you got in some big trouble with that. <laughs> and there's a comment about, too, um, and that came up today, too, religion and politics. And I know we're not trying to make it a religion and politics con, but if some people want to talk about it, and you don't, and you're not comfortable. Just move away. Yeah, you know it doesn't mean we can't say the words. I, you're not going to tell me I can't talk about the poor. You're not going to tell me I can't tell you that Joe Biden's a complete and utter idiot. I mean, that's what I'm going to say. So get over yourself. But I'm not looking to do it. But if it comes up and I feel I want to comment, I will because we're all grown men. We are men. We should we shouldn't shy away from those topics. We no. are adult men. We should be no. able to talk about stuff that stuff. And, and deal with people with different um, opinions without, you know, wanting to punch them in the nose or getting all butt hurt, mad and stomping out of the room. And, but doing the, I don't want to talk about that. Well, you don't talk about that. You go somewhere else and talk about something else. Majority of us are right leaning. A big chunk of us are libertarian centrist and a couple are super left. You know what? I don't know what to tell you. If you're one of the left, I mean, just just say if you want to engage. Be prepared to get it from all sides. Not that we hate you. We still love you, but we're going to disagree with you. And if you don't want to, don't comment, which is what most of them do, because <laughs> we are we are an overwhelming majority. I mean, even the righties have some trouble with the more centrist sometimes. But we, we seem to be able to, you know, when Joe is wrong as a more centrist guy, he has to live with it. So it's OK. <laughs> yeah. Except uh, I, I never accept it, <laughs> but I don't. It's not like it's not like I whine about it. Point nine repeating is one, and Joe still won't accept it. <laughs> I don't have to though. <laughs> Shadow. Yeah. Well, that's not that's not it. Just let it happen. My wife's least favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot. Probably, I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> oh, Bruce is in the house. What's up, Bruce? Bruce, you missed it. We just got through talking about politics, and now you show up. Yep. Moving on. No politics now. See how you are? Hey, you want to show some pics? You want to flash the pictures to the to the peeps and then move on to our last topic? Will do. Oh, I still want to talk a little bit about what we've learned, but go ahead. <coughs> show them what was the beauty of Cabin Con. Duncan Bradley in the house. All right. Oh, <laughs> Martinson's right. We need a, bit, a battle pit to settle all debates. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude. Two goes in, only one comes out. <laughs> All right, let's see here. <laughs> yeah. That's okay, Bruce. You won't hurt my feelings. <laughs> Bruce says, You don't want me in the, in the stream when you're talking, when you're political talking. I'm reading Glenn Beck. Right, right. Crazy. <laughs> well, we, we didn't bring anything up specifically. We just said in a, in a group, adult men should not feel they need to shy away from certain topics, politics and religion, and that we should be able to engage in those topics without um, um, feeling we need, we should be able to engage in those topics and not get butt hurt and uh, stomp off like a whiny little baby. Right. All right, so these are Cabin Con picks. Yeah, there's one of the smaller cabins. Yes, and that that was Larry there. Yeah. Probably um, getting ready for a game, looks like. Yeah, looks like it. Um, yeah, that's one of the smaller cabins. It's a nice we... little area. In, in the yeah. back here, you can see water. It's all off of a lake. Yeah. I think he and Patrick were roomies this year. Now, this was an impressive setup. Oh, yeah. So um, this fellow has these um, levels built in acrylic uh, and some plexiglass. And he's able to simulate, you know, this is a boat. So these are various depths under sea. But he also did it, um, showed it using it with um, as a dungeon or as in the sky. And he had little, you know, pieces for when they were in the sky, he had little uh, puffs of cotton for clouds. It was pretty cool. Yeah, John, the guy that ran this, you can see him with his finger pointing. He is, um, uh, he is, uh, was a workhorse. He ran like a demon. Next year he's taken off. Um, These are prizes. Well, the, the fellow standing there wasn't the prize. I mean, he, his wife probably thinks he's a prize, but we had a game, a, a trivia game in the in, <laughs> in it. Well, I guess these weren't really prizes; these were props. Yeah, and, uh, it was part of the game, part of the trivia game. So the you, helmet and if you yeah, land in the right spot, yeah, you would get a helmet or a magic item. We answered a question; you'd get a magic items. Bruce is making bacon and ham heated up in some. Well, he said skillet meal stuff, so I think we got to get over there for dinner. Better hurry. Yeah. And that cabin is one of the smaller ones. That's cool. That's the lunch room. Yeah, we were getting ready for the uh, 13th age game. Yep. Fun times. Oh. That's my head that's going bald. Pre uh, I will say prematurely because it shouldn't be going bald. Not at all. Not yeah. My widow's peak. People were... Um, having fun with uh, Patrick, who was taking the pictures, and they were like, "You're always getting the back of our heads where it's all bald. Stop it." The truth is, it's hard not to. It's hard. It's hard not to get an angle where it's not bald. That's the bottom of the ocean, ain't it? Right there. I believe so. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And John and his kids built that, which is impressive. Right. Here's another shot of the 13th Age game. Oh, somebody. Here's food. some food food porn. 
Mmm, ribs. I think that's Patrick's dinner. That's Patrick's dinner. Coca Cola. It's got to be his. Oh, the bonfire, which I missed out on this year. Yeah, uh, we have uh, a bonfire every one day during the Cabin Con every year, and they we play werewolf. Not the, uh, um, was it the werewolf? The uh, whatever. Not the. Um, well, not the RPG. Not the RPG. Yeah. It's the party game. Yeah, the party game was good times. This was a session of Dungeon Crawl Classics. I'm in the yellow shirt back there in the back. We were doing the X Crawl. That was fun. I was not in this you're there. game. Yeah, you're beside me. You're snuggling next. You can't be Oh. Snuggling. Yeah, he had quite a few players. <laughs> yeah. Some other guys playing they're playing a board game or magic. That's a little magic action. Yeah, that's magic. They're playing magic. Yep. And here's our game. Oh, the Wasteland. Um, Wasteland Express. Yes, it was fun. Lots of little tokens and cards and things. And delivering water and other stuff to the games. There's some of the good, some of our homies there. Water, food, and bullets. Yeah. We were taking a break outside. I'm eating. I am, as you can see, I'm a connoisseur of food, and I'm expressing that with my gestures there. <laughs> Yeah, that's outside the lunchroom. There's another lunchroom thing. This is thirteenth age looks like. 13th, yeah. That was another shot of the yeah. of the Tower of Magnificence. So yeah. Um got a lot more pictures, but oh, and we want to let's see. The board? Actually, we want to see the board. This is this guy made this. Our buddy Darren, who did the he was the MC, he did uh this board is just really cool there it is yeah look at that i don't know if you can zoom in on that at all that's a what an omni putin <laughs> that was the villain <laughs> and it was trivial pursuit with a little talisman and we had teams moving around the board and we had to defeat this guy by answering a question and every time you if you didn't answer the question you would destroy one of your magic items or if you had no magic items as joe teams joe's team found out yeah they just got killed and booted out of the game. Yeah. Was, well, I mean, I wasn't going to try it. We missed the question and got incinerated. Yeah, but it but was yeah, um, cool. Um, what Darren um, made this in Photoshop and had it printed. This isn't uh, like construction paper or anything like that. No, this is printed. Not. Yeah. Homemade game. So that is very awesome. He has so many games. Yeah. Is there anything else you want me to show? I don't think so. Okay. Darthia, hell, I think it would be cool just to show up for a game of Magic. I don't get a lot of games nowadays. Um, dude, I'm telling you, it's every second week in May. Let's make a little trip up to Michigan. You play a little Magic. <laughs> it's a long yeah. way to go for a Magic game, unless you're already local to us. Uh, we'll play some D&D, too. We'll yeah. Darth. There are plenty of games. Maybe, maybe by the time we have next year, I'll, we'll have uh, Mud Sword more worked out. Oh, I Maybe hope so. even a handout we can give people. Maybe I could run. Our goal should be to have it playable, so that I could, you could run it, you could run or Panathuk, I could run some sort of game too. So, but oh, Shadow recognized the mini Star Spawn Cthulhu. It was a cool mini. I liked it. I'd like to have that one. As if there's more than one Cthulhu. Oh. Remember, Tim Scott brought that sweet upside-down spider, and I ordered three of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, when did you get a date on delivery? 
pretty soon this week, end of this week. I got one for you, one for Larry. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to run uh, some Hackmaster Combat, but I forgot to order the DMG. And uh, I don't have a laptop, so I can't, I can't, uh, I don't have access to the PDF. Uh, Patrick's saying he's got a DMG for Hackmaster? No, it's Star Spawner. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, it'll be hard for me to do that until I order it, which I'm going to sooner or later. But uh, I have yeah. one. You can borrow mine. You should ask me. I got a Hackmaster Edition DMG. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to work that out next for next time. Um. So um, I want to talk a little bit about what we've learned before you go into the last topic. All right. Okay. One moment. One moment. Hold up. Hold up. Uh, holding up. Do it. Okay, what we've learned. Okay. Yeah, so um, this is for me, and you can add and subtract. I need to run less games. I have, I think I have to max myself to two or three sessions unless I do that idea we talked about where I'm running just kind of a long stretch on Thursday, maybe not again until Saturday morning, then a long stretch or whatever. But I think I need to be jamming once, twice, maybe three times. Sorry, Darth. Consider yourself tempted. <laughs> Max temptation. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I think I, I got to do that. Um, I think a big thing is I think you and I, we're kind of unique of the cabin con people. There's some old schoolers, but that three E variant and some of the complaints like the mimic of doom, the dust of sneezing, no or low gear at ninth level, we just don't care about that. I mean, I don't. And, and if your character dies, make another one. I just. I can live with the character dying, even in a one shot. I was thinking after uh, later on that I would have maybe some spare characters that right. if someone died, which could have happened, which kind of did if we if we had kept to the uh, ridiculous stats that the characters had, some of the things had, um, then uh, then. There would be some expl uh, explanation, but there could be some backup characters there for them to grab. Dude, you know how you had that um, burnt field that wasn't burnt in the shape of a cross? Just have one show up butt naked in the middle of a pan of folk with that cross there and never explain what that is. Right. There'll be a flash <laughs> of white light. You're like, yeah. what's going on? And, like, and make the party equip them. Yeah, that would make do it. <laughs> completely butt naked like we were originally instead of the barkeep helping us out. Yeah. yeah. All you have on are your small clothes. <laughs> Underwear. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, but I mean, back to what I was saying, I think we're, uh, this should affect Mudsword. I think we need to do, use our own aesthetics, what we really like and to hell with, just to hell with what people expect. I mean, we'll make the game that we like, and if it gets to the point where it can be printed and people can play it, great. And whether it's new school, old school, some combination like DCC, and whether it's death around the corner or it's like CR appropriate, which it won't be, it just is what it is. And I, I think our mentality, you and I, I'm not sure if anyone else there, and I'm not knocking them. I just think we have a – we're in a we're particular forum. Yeah, we're kind of in a, in a niche by ourselves. I think different folks. I don't know Larry's new – and Tim Scott, I'm not sure about. Tim's maybe here. If those things would have bothered him. Uh, and, I, and it's not bad that it bothered those other people. It's just a play style they enjoy. And they expect a certain amount of like. There are expectations that they have. And those expectations weren't met. <laughs> but they were not expectations that I said I was going to meet. So, right. 
Yeah. And I, and I think when you didn't meet those expectations, they were a little put off where I was like, eh. I mean, I literally would have never thought about the dust of sneezing and choking. I just said, man, that sucked. That was really that, hard. That's precisely what was in my mind. Wow. <laughs> that was really hard. Oh, it's well. going to suck for them. Now, the one <laughs> thing I could have done to keep it is mm-hmm. to use the grenade um, grenade rules. Yeah. So the person, I didn't even have them roll it to hit roll. Right. I just said they threw it and it landed where it landed. So wow. what I could have done was had a, um, I should, I could have rolled a to hit roll yep. and that could have determined how close it was to center, which is the ideal spot for it. Yeah. And it could, and if they rolled low enough, they might've just it slipped out of their hand and fell, fell at their feet. That could have happened and that might've been better, but I didn't think about that. Yeah. Player death happens according to Tim Scott and he is correct. Yep. Tim is really leaning heavy into DCC. He ran that this year. Um, that's one on the short list that I might run next year at Cabin Con if we don't have Mud Sword ready. Play the games you want to play. Yes, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, and write the games you want to play. He says, yep, yep, yep. I guess your last point here is that the Cabin Con runs practically and smoothly on its own. We don't yeah. even have to be as micromanaged managey as we have been in the past and as and by we he means me because that's yeah. what i do but i think i've backing off this year with the ending relaxed me a lot more that's why i think i need to just run a couple of games that i need to play so and i don't didn't have to have to run a bunch of crap we did have one of the newer folks want to try to make sure that everybody always knew what games were playing at any time mm-hmm. and um coming up to see the board in the main house wasn't good enough. Yeah, they And I understand that, but yeah. it needs to be good enough. Because we just, that's a lot of energy. But though his, I think it was the one that requested about having a text with everybody. I wouldn't mind having a text with everybody's number in it. Because then we could, but then, um, then we're likely to get bombarded with a billion people. And it's going to overload the crappy network they have there. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thinking I might do a cell phone text. Yes, it's still going to overload. It uses the local network. Uh, right. And I was already having problems with you receiving and sending wife's, uh, wife's text to my wife. Luckily, I didn't get in trouble for it. Okay. Well, any other things you think we've learned about the cabin column? I got that's the ones I have mainly. The main thing I have learned is I want to go back next year. <laughs> I've actually learned I want to go back next week. But Next week. Yeah, true. true, true. <laughs> that would be fine. Every other week would be fantastic. That could be our campaign, Cabin Con, every other week. Be independently wealthy and have our own cabin. Oh, that would be great. Gosh, a couple big cabins out in the woods. We just go every other weekend. That'd be crazy, boss. All right. <clears throat> yeah. Subscribe. Look at that. Hey. So, dude, you are dominating tonight with that subscribe button. Twice in one stream. Like, share, love. Do all the good things in this podcast. Comment on the video after the fact. And we have a couple of ways you can send us money. Um, it will be in the show notes. You can go to Subscribe Star, not Subscribe Star, Stream Labs. We have a tip. Uh, we have a tip page there. It's just Biggest Geekus. Yep. Tip, I believe. I might have, let me look at that. I look up that uh, biggest link. <laughs> we should say that one. Biggest, biggest linkus. 
Biggest Tippers is Biggest Tippers. <laughs> yes, yeah, biggest. It's uh, streamlabs.com slash biggest geekest one slash. You can also head over to Anchor. Um, Anchor.fm slash biggest geekest. Yep. Way to donate there. And PayPal. Paypal.me slash biggest geekest. Appreciate any assistance to keep this thing going. Yeah. Um, Shadow, it totally is, man. It's too bad you're in uh, the People's Republic of California. I wish you could make it. So Tim Scott says when he hits the lottery, he'll hold CabinCon every other week. And you know what? He would, dude. He totally would. Yes. Now, will he make it possible for us to, um, you know, participate every other week? Yeah, he's got to pay us too. If he hits the lottery, if you hit the lottery good enough, then you give us our, our salary. That, that'll hire, work. Hire our friends to, on our salary. Heck, you know, by the time you did that, maybe I could live on seventy five percent of my salary. So I'll be fine. Especially if you didn't have to drive to work. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yes. On to the review. Yeah. Clash of the Clash of the Titans. Is that what I wrote? That's what I. That's what I did. Oh, okay. So we got this thing. We're trying to figure out: is it really all it's cracked up to be? Joe and I both watched the '81 version and the 2010 version. Uh, was it Hamlin? Was that the guy? Yes. Played, yeah, Hamlin. Harry Hamlin played him in '81. Played Perseus. And then Perseus. That Terminator. What was his name? I don't think I wrote his name down. He had been in Terminator. He'd been in. Um. Uh, uh, Ah, Avatar, lead actor in Avatar. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in 2010. So um, what did you think of the 81 show? Um, I, I liked it okay. Yeah. It had the uh, nostalgic Harry, uh, Ray Harryhausen um, um, claymation in it, which <laughs> was fun. Yep. And um, even for such an old flick, I think they did it okay with what they had. I do too. Um, it wasn't too bad. There were some, there were some wisps in the air that you're like, oh, they didn't connect at all, but you know, who cares? The script is simplistic, I thought, but it was, was, it was, um, I liked the interplay on Olympus. Um, Zeus really seemed like Zeus in this movie. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I know people say you got to judge a movie within the context of when it was made for some things. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, one of your notes here, I agree with the love story is a little bit um, a little bit rushed. It's uh, movies that try to do too many things and throw in a love story on top of it. Yeah, end up it ends up being kind of flat. So I think what they what they do is is the love at first sight thing. So that they don't have to show how they have fallen in love. Very, you know, that's kind of a mythological story. They don't like, you know, some of the older stories were like, and he felt knew loved her at first sight and her beauty, and it's like uh, people are like mm, these days that's a little hard to buy. But it was like, and when, I, when they, even though they did it, I was like, it's fine, it's not imaginative. But truthfully, I'm not here to watch the love story. Correct. And Perseus loves Andromeda, which they didn't do in the 2010 show. No, in the 2010 show, they, okay, so neither, okay, so the 2010 show, I didn't like a whole lot. I didn't like a whole lot the first time I watched it. 
So okay. I watched it again. I, I remember not really caring for it. Okay. And I, I watched it again and I still didn't really care for it. Okay. I mean, so you had better fight scenes. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, better animation. Yep. But you had those stupid gin. Gin. Okay. The gin. I thought they were stupid. They were kind of like uh, Warforged from D and D. Yeah, Magic Forged though. Yeah. Well, then they but they replaced their limbs with wood and magic is what what it was said. Right. And um, I just thought it was kind of dumb. The the gin were not my favorite. No, I agree. Right, and um, they really departed from the original movie's take mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. Sam Worthington is, yeah, is that guy. Thanks. Is that guy. Thanks, Bruce. And I think Sam Worthington was a better actor. Yep. But I just don't think that the story is particularly that great. Well, because they were kind of beating down the idea of kind of anti-religious sentiments, which which is a little hard to buy when you live in a world where the gods are actually legitimately. Well, it's not, it's not the atheist anti-religion uh, shtick. It's the gods are the gods are screwing us over, so we're going to rebel shtick. Right. And uh, right. So what we're going to do is instead of just go about our business, we're going to actively defy them. Yeah. Knowing that they're going to do crap to us. Right. I mean, it's, that's the really dumb part. Yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I thought there was a subtext to just anti-religion and that the gods need us in order for them to survive. Um, oh, they said that explicitly. And they that that was. um Kind of in the first movie too, but at oh. the very but at the very end, at mm. the very end, someone said, "Well, he went around and did things all by himself. I yeah. mean, he defeated he defeated the Kraken. Yep. And um, so people are going to want to be brave instead of craven. And in the first movie, Zeus was like, "Yeah, that's what we want. Essentially, that's what we want. We want more of that." Yeah, Shadow and Son are going to be uh, reviewing it, and I think he's watching them now. Uh, Bruce says he can't wait for us to uh, bitch about the lack of gods in the movie Troy. <laughs> okay. <coughs> oh, um, I didn't like Troy either, but it wasn't dude. because of that. Why? Well, that's a different day. A different day. But the um, other thing I'll say is that both movies depart from mythological lore in, a, in big ways. Mm-hmm. The biggest way is, according to myth, Perseus cut off Medusa's head while she was asleep. Oh, I didn't know that. And, of course, you know, most people most people in, uh, won't like that. Well, and... They'll think it's craven, but she's a monster. She's not a person. I agree, but it's cooler to do it in a fight. Come on, it's cooler, especially in the new movie when he jumps around, spins around, which I was getting irritated with. (laughs) He jumped up in the air, spun around with his eyes closed, and cut off her head. He's a demigod, though. He can do that crap. Sure, sure. I doubt that. I get that. I mean, it's, um, um, yeah. (laughs) Yes. See you, Larry. 
gotta go. Have a good night, everyone. Remember, biggest geek is not laughing with you; they're laughing at you. That's some truth there. Going into the destroyer, right there with you. I didn't like it. I enjoyed. I thought it felt like a D and D group, but the movie was poops. Going into the destroyer. Okay. Um, I thought so, the first movie, uh, eighty one, felt like a. I don't know if this will date me. Do you remember the Sons of Hercules? The Mighty Sons of Hercules came out on Saturdays. It felt like one of those Saturday afternoons. I did think Lawrence Olivier. I liked him, but at times he was kind of. Him and Burgess Meredith both were a little overacting, but I, I, I was forgiving of that because I think they're trying to get into the oh, it's mythological. It's sure, to, sure, bigger life. than life. And um, I do think I, I would give a nod to the original over the newer one, but I, I, I think I actually enjoyed the comedy relief in the new movie with the two brothers. Though they right. should, I would like to have known more about them. They were funny. They were funny. Uh, um, I don't think Andromeda got to do much of nothing in the second movie. She was kind of a nothing burger. Oh, that'd be fun. We'd have to find a movie. We, well, it, if it was on Discord, we wouldn't get like a kicked out because it's uh, copyrighted. Oh. I guess you just announce it on Discord and then use Discord for the voice function. You don't use it for a video function. I don't think you could. Yeah, Mark, that would be cool. That'd be fun. Yeah, that's awesome. an idea. I've never, I've heard folks doing that. I've never done that. It'd be fun. We could all watch. We'd have a good time. Um, I thought, um, yeah, that Ray Harryhausen was, you know, the legendary journeys of Sinbad and all that stuff was just um, so much. I don't know. It, it, it had been a long time since I've seen the original, and it definitely. We were teenagers. We went to the movies to watch that, dude. Yeah, and we were teenagers. We were in high school, yeah. maybe a few years, you know, back. But uh, from that early high school, and um, for us, that's nostalgia, and it was fun. That those are the kind of movies I can I can sit back and have fun watching them, and not be too critical. Mm-hmm. It's the next decade right. when we get into the sword and sorcery crap fest we had in the in the eighties. With uh, was it the eighties or seventies with? Um, Sword and Sorcerer? Yeah. Was that 80s? Yeah. Yeah. Once we hit the 80s, I was done with being generous. That's going to be on the list, and Joe's going to tear it apart. Now, 2010 had some fine actors. Ralph Fiennes being one. I thought he was great as Hades. Rafe. It's Rafe Fiennes? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how he pronounces it. Oh. Is he I don't spell- think it's Ralph. He doesn't spell Does he spell it Ralph? Yeah. Then it's Ralph. He needs to shut up. <laughs> so um, he's, he's only British, right? He's only British. <laughs> He's not that far removed from Americans, so come on. Um, what does Bruce say? Sword and the Sorcerer, the Rift Tracks version is on bet it's good. Have to look that up. Yeah, well, um, let's see. Um, thought Medusa looked boss. I actually—that's the way I think Medusa should look. Um, Which one? The one in the second. I love the one in the second movie. She, I, she didn't look monstery enough. She did. She had her. Oh, and she was just slithering around. Look, which was more feminine with the the obviously snake bits. And then when she got in someone's face and was really getting monstrous, her her countenance changed to be monstrous. And that was cool. Well, I think that's okay because I believe, according to, was it the lore in the first movie or the second movie that she got cursed by Aphrodite? 
Yes. I remember that's the actual real lore because yeah. she was beautiful and she thought she was more beautiful than Aphrodite. And Aphrodite said, okay, boom. But I think in the actual lore, she turned her and her sisters into Gorgons, not just Medusa. It could be. I don't Because the, the lore in the movie is differs greatly from the mythological lore and the mythological lore has differences among in, within itself. Like um, how the gifts that um, Perseus received, Yep, there's some differentiation on who gave them to him. Yes. So, right. Yeah, Omanal says the original's his favorite. Oh, for Medusa. Oh, not me. I, I like the new one, even though it's a little more modern and slick. I thought she was cooler. I liked her using the bow better. I, I just like the whole look of it all better. Yeah, I think my initial reaction is the older one, she's more monstery. Right, more monstrous looking. But it makes sense if she is. My point is, if she was a beautiful woman, it would make sense that Aphrodite would keep her a little attractive, or it could be to make her feel even worse. Could or be. a letter to lure in men. But yeah, I mean, you know, your mileage may vary. Sure, sure, sure. You don't like it? It's fine. Um, I thought the second movie was more like a D and D adventure, though. Well, both of them had the the group going off to the dungeon aspect to them. I think, I don't know why. Nash had a bit of a group. They died pretty fast though. In the first one, well, they died in the second one too. So yeah, everybody, the only, yeah, everybody dies um, on that quest, except Perseus. Oh, this is interesting. Darth calling me, things may have it. Medusa was cursed for getting raped by a God in the original myth. Huh? Okay. I didn't know. Right, so, yeah. And I, I did like how they didn't force the love story in the second one, and Perseus and What's-Her-Face, Io, the chick, the other demigoddess kind of got along together. We're getting together. It made more sense than any well, This I think that they avoided some problematic things. In the first one, what would be problematic these days. So in the first one, um, Perseus... Um, in, walks into her room while she's sleeping. I thought about that too. Be, yeah. While being invisible, no, he doesn't touch her. Or anything, no, but but he does. That's a bit of a violation. Um, but he learns some valuable information about what's going on while when he does that. And I think with the way the first movie um, tries to overcome kind of the awkward love interest is he has, they have both of them go on the adventure together. Okay. Like Io did with Perseus in the second movie. But in the second movie, Andromeda stays behind. Right. And has her own thing going on. Right. Really and, not much connective tissue with Perseus at all. No, I mean, she, she tries to have him stay and seems willing to have him be king. But he decides at the end of the movie, the second one, to go off on his own, mm -hmm. to be a man. Did you like the black Pegasus better or worse than the original white? I don't know. It was it was better done. It was a better visual. But I don't know why it was black. I don't think of a black horse when I think of a Pegasus. But that's no. I'm probably uh, I don't know. What am I? That's my white privilege, probably. Showing well, plus in the first movie, the thing was Pegasus was a unique creature because. Um, what's the name of um, what's the name of the guy 
the beast man. Caliban. Calabos. Calabos. Calabos kills all the other. He's he hunted. Well, the story is that he hunted all the rest of the winged horses down. And Pegasus was the right. name of the horse. Not the name of the last one. Yeah. The greatest one, maybe. Right. Maybe I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Caliban. Is it Caliban? Okay. Thanks, Salmonel. Yeah. yeah. Caliban. All right. It's so, been yeah. about three and a half weeks since I've watched it. So because we were going to do it last week, and I and they play that whole thing down in the second movie. Yeah. 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 And they they um, get the wrong relationship. The um, in the um, lore, the mythological lore, and the first movie, Perseus is um, the grandson of the uh, man who who tosses them into the the ocean. Oh, right. And Caliban is not his grandfather. Right. 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 Caliban is the love interest of Andromeda in the first movie. Um, and in legend, in the regular mythological legend, Perseus doesn't kill the Kraken. He kills oh. others. Okay. He kills some oh. other beasts. So yeah. there's so that's one of my 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 gripes is they they took they, I think the first movie is a little more faithful to the original source material, which is myth. Um, the second movie, it's only kind of, you know, window I dressing. The movie was good for a fantasy adventure. Yeah, I, I didn't have many problems with it. I actually liked it. I think it was, and when it came out, I saw it in the movies, and I was, um, I was pleased. I mean, it was fine. I, I like them both about the same. Um, in fact, I gave them both a seven out of ten. Um, yeah, I'm not sure on now. Thought yeah, when I, I read it, there wasn't a Pegasus involved. It's been too long since I've read the actual original myth, so I'm kind of going on. Just yeah. So both of them depart. Second movie farthest. Also in the second movie, um, I don't know. There's just, I think, um, the way they portrayed the gods in Olympus. Mm -hmm. I was I didn't like and um all the jumping around crap that they had Perseus do. I thought <laughs> it was dumb. He's a demigod though. He can do crazy stuff. Come yeah, on. Sure. All right. Yeah. He doesn't need to be a ninja. <laughs> okay. He can just be faster and say, You didn't hit me. Sorry right. about your luck. Duck under her little bow and then cut her head off before she can look at him. Right. Okay. Um, so how would you rate it? But I gave them both a seven out of ten. I would absolutely watch them again. I have no problem. I, I was more mean than you were. Of course you were. I gave the eighty-one a six and the twenty ten a five. Okay. Yeah. Joe is a, generally a much harsher critic of movies than I am, which is probably because I don't know. See the twenty the, the eighty-one version is uh, good for nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't give it high marks as a movie. No. But it's fun. It's fun though. It, it is fun. Yeah, I feel that's why I give them both a seven for different reasons, but yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say about the clashes of the Titans? Oh, this is not this is not me not recommending them. This oh, is right. me no. being critical, and that's what I am. A five out of ten is actually a movie that's probably half recommended recommendable. Uh come back next week to hear them have a complaint about the gods of Egypt, Bruce. <laughs> They do. They do chat my butt. 
<laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know that I've seen that. <coughs> no, I think Isn't that, that a movie, The Gods of Egypt. Uh, Bruce, I think you're. I thought you were just talking about the actual Egyptian mythos, but maybe he's talking about a movie. So we'll talk about the North. The North. Don't even get me started on the Norse pantheon. I got no time for that. <laughs> they're cold. They're cold. I love the Ten Commandments. That'd be fun. You should all follow them, including me. But we don't. So did they? Have they done? They must have done nothing that is like praiseworthy. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's the old. 70s Charlton Heston Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah. Which I haven't seen in yeah. decades. That was a movie event back in the day. It came and on it was, from what I remember, it's very long, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It was, I think it was multiple nights. Right. So, um, was, uh, Max miniseries would come on, like Shogun, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, I would love to do, see that again. Well, we should pick something else out along the fantasy realm, though. Or you know, sci-fi. This is you know the segment is uh, is it all it's cracked up to be? So I'll let Joe pick the next one. Old, old. It has to have. It has to have an. Does it have to have an old and a new, or does it just no? Something? Just something. Remember we had this whole. Um, oh yeah, Omanow. I haven't seen that forever. The '60s been her, Charlton Heston. Yeah, That's we were good. talking how it's going to be like the whole. Just picking a movie and started with a conversation with the chat folks here about Cole and some. You said the sword and sorcerer, and we're like, we should watch those. And the next thing you know, we got down that road. So, oh, the movie Gods of Egypt had potential. Had the director from The Crow. I just don't remember that one. Um, the Dark City, The Crow. I, I like I like Crow. That was good. And Dark City. I don't remember that one. So that's Liam Neeson. Is he in that? Is he Dark City, Liam Neeson. Yeah, we can watch those. Those are good. Something old, kind of retro. And uh, oh no, hold on a second. No, Liam Neeson is not Dark City. Oh, I'm thinking of the oh, the one where he has to put on a new face. Yeah. But Dark City is the one with the psionics in it. Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is in. Okay, he's not the main star. The main star is a fellow I can't remember his name. He was in, he was in uh, a Knight's Tale, the 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 bad guy knight. Dude, there's a good one. Dark Man, yeah, Dark Man. That's the one with. Yeah, the uh, uh, mummies from Omanow in the '90s. We should watch at least the original Mummy. That was good. With uh, not the original Boris Karloff. I mean. uh, Brendan Fraser, mommy. That was some great movies. I have that. I do too. I have Dark City. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't have Dark Man. No, me either. That's the one I was thinking. Dark City. I never. I've never seen Dark City. Oh, yeah. okay. Maybe I should watch it. Yeah, it says yeah. Mark Gessinger says Keith. I just googled it real quick. If I'm looking at the right one. So, 1988 Australian American neo noir science fiction. Starring Rufus Sewell and Kiefer Sutherland, Jennifer Connelly, Richard O'Brien, and William Hurt. Oh, man. Decent crowd. Decent actors. I, th- I liked it. It was a good show. Yeah, we'll talk about that after the show, which I think we're getting near the end, aren't we? It looks like it. I think we are just yammering now. We're yammering. So, that being said, 
If you would like to support our show, please like and subscribe and share us where you are listening or viewing the show. We're also out there in podcast land. Uh, I usually produce audio within the next day for audio. Sometimes it's that very night and it goes out wherever you get your podcast at. Um, if you want to support us, I mentioned this earlier. We are on PayPal, paypal.me slash biggestgeekus. We are on Streamlabs at streamlabs.com slash biggestgeekus1 slash tip. We are on Anchor uh, at anchor.fm slash biggestgeekus. We are out there on the interwebs at biggestgeekuspodcast.com. Um, if you have any questions or concerns or suggestions or uh Thank you notes for being able to view our lovely faces for a couple of hours. Uh, send them, send all of that and hate mail to the geek said biggest podcast.com. I'll forward the hate mail to Randy. <laughs> Please do. Yes. We are on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, me, we discord gilded links in the show notes. Our videos are on odyssey and YouTube, the YouTubes. Yep. And if that is all, I think I've fallen out, bro. This is Joe. And I'm Randy. And remember, if you can't be big like us, then be geeks like us. Oh, you know, what? I'm hitting the wrong friggin' button. Wrong friggin' button. Button here. Friggin'. friggin'.